Thanks for tuning into this special episode of Through Jeremiah's Eyes on Valentine's Day. Today, I am joined by a friend that I was introduced to a number of years ago. Today, we're going to be talking about the vulnerability of trust and love and the lessons that only relationships and love can teach you. So, Tyler, if you could introduce yourself. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Tyler. I'm 22 and basically an uncle, a friend, family member to many. I take care of the people around me. And I'd say that, I'd say that's really all you need to know. A very, very family-oriented man. <laughs> so just to kick it off, um, what do you think the most important things to have in a relationship are, whether it's like communication, trust, any like aspects? Uh, what do you think is needed in a relationship? The, it, it's it's kind of hard to gauge that off the rip because when you're starting a relationship, it's very honeymoon phase but you also want to make sure that you set the foundations to your relationship. So in the best way possible, open communication, uh, trust, and trust is going to go hand in hand with loyalty. So probably open communication, trust, and then I'd say, I'd say the ability to, you know, keep some spontaneous things in your life. Make sure that you're not always doing, you don't want to be very routine in the beginning of the relationship because it's only, you don't want to fall into habits and yeah. you start creating habits in your relationship you know you create bad and good ones which you know cool creates some good ones but you don't want to get lazy early on yeah and then getting lazy just gonna it just turns into a whole bunch of other stuff you got to keep the spontaneity i think that's a word um <laughs> spontaneity i think that's what it is i can't remember i don't like the way it's spelled like i know how it's spelled yeah it's spelled. it don't look like it would it should even come off the tongue <laughs> Like I it like I like I just imagine it popping up in front of me and I was like, yeah, I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce this. It could be pronounced three different ways. But <laughs> yeah, keeping everything like fresh and new. Um, yeah, I feel like that's also a really good thing. Also, the another thing I want to hit on the communication aspect of it. I feel like that's one of the biggest things in relationships. Just because anything, like any problem, anything that comes up, you're gonna have to be able to communicate about it. And communication is a two-way street. If one person's oh, yeah. open to communication, but the other one isn't, it ain't finna work. If both people aren't, it's gonna be even worse. But if the both people are um, able to communicate, at least from my personal experience, I'm like, you're able to work through different problems and scenarios and things that come up so much quicker, so much easier and without less extraness, if that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the open, the, what we fail to do is, is create a safe place in the beginning of a relationship as human beings. We fail to do it every time. Yeah. Creating a safe place for open communication to grow and just exist in. Um, our open communication is hard to identify too. And when you're going early on, you don't know if you want to trust somebody with something like trauma from your past or, um, anything it could be family members it could be relationships that hurt you it could be something as small as a i don't even know like a coffee you spilled on your shirt in the morning like you might feel that someone's gonna you know your significant other is gonna make fun of you for something as small yeah right? because you're an anxious person 24 7 or you're used to being picked on or bullied so like really making an open line of communication makes it so much easier to trust and be loyal and um once you're able to open openly communicate with each other, everything else falls into place. Yeah. It's hard to create that initial trust, though. You know, 
because nowadays everybody thinks, oh, well, you're entertaining other people or, oh, you know, you got a friend that's a girl. I don't know if I can trust that. I don't know. Yeah. So when it's early on and you got open communication, introduce a lot from your life as you. So if yeah. you have a girl best friend, introduce, you know, um, when, when you're early on and, you know, my name's Jeremiah, my name's Tyra, my name's Stacy, my name's Kyle, whatever it is, let them know that you do have this person in your life. You hold them dearly to you. And yeah. be sure to use a genuine word like dearly or, you know, because it, it allows them to really grasp the uniqueness that's behind it instead yeah. of it being like, oh, this has just been my best friend for like five years. I don't want you to be mad about it. They're not going anywhere. You know, they're going to be in my life for a while. Yeah. Make sure that you really have a genuine way of explaining and describing the friendship that you guys created, because if you show that it's created off love and not just, well, we were, we were friends in high school and then, you know, we continue to talk and they've always been there for me and like, well, always been there for me. could have just been out of convenience. Yeah. So make sure you, the relationships that you hold dear to you, um, the traumas that you hold in your past. And I, I pray to God that you don't have any traumas that you take into your relationship. If Very much so. That's fine. Like if you're working on it, that's fine. You can, you can get through trauma and build a relationship at the same yeah. time. But be open early on. You don't have to do it on the first, second date, third date. But when you guys start dating, you should probably try and find a time to be like, hey, I've dealt with this for a while. This really yeah. hurts me. Or, hey, this is a friend of mine. I'd really like you to meet him. They're really cool to me. Like, I love having them around. They've been so great to me. We have this friendship, blah, blah, blah. Start that early on so you so it doesn't create those, it, it doesn't leave space in a mind for people to be like, oh, I don't trust you because of this. I don't trust you. Yeah. And, and how I do you? It all falls on the open communication. <laughs> Literally. <It really> does. <laughs> so how does somebody gain your trust? Um, That's not really a problem for me. It's not. Because I trust, I trust every new person wholeheartedly with no malice behind it. Yeah. Um. It's it's the way I am. It's a very naive way of thinking, to be honest. I feel you on that because I'm the same exact way. A hundred percent chance that if I meet a new person and I trust them, I can get hurt. A hundred percent chance. Yeah. At least one out of one out of every ten people that I meet, it could happen no matter what. But I don't care to think about that. Okay. Because I've I've also created a mindset since I was younger to it's it's toxic at times but it's also good at times i shouldn't always think of like because it, it it gives me a lot of space to think that something bad will happen and it might not happen i could meet some guy named kyle and trust him with my car and you know simple as that like i trusted him he broke it and i'm like oh okay my car's messed up but i got a lesson from this so i'm okay and that's yeah. what i've created in the mindset that anything bad that happens I'll get a lesson from it. I'll learn from it. Yeah. No what. So that's where it's good for me. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword. Like where it may benefit me to have the lesson, could it been, could have it been, um, you know, avoided if I just used a little bit more precaution, you know, maybe not trust yeah. anybody wholeheartedly <laughs> offer it just like that. Like maybe I give, you know, and also I'm a very extroverted person. So I'll talk about my traumas. I'll talk yeah. about anything. Anything with anybody, it doesn't really matter. I want to be relatable and I want to be able to build things off of that so I could care less about being private. My life isn't that private. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, well, my relationships are, but everything else outside of that is not okay, private. That's good, though. I'll tell you, I'll, yeah, hey, look, it's cool to post on Instagram, you know, 
post your boo on Instagram, post your girl on Instagram, just so people are aware. You want to make sure, and it's kind of it's a a security thing, a reassurance thing, and it's uh, also a pride thing. A lot of people quit on relationships and don't put their on the relationships because they aren't proud of. It. Yeah, I like the for instance, the girl I told you about earlier, very pretty. I would take pride in being in a relationship with her, which she, I know I know her to be at least how my memory is. I know her to be a goofy person. She's very attractive. Yeah. I would take pride in being in a relationship with her because th- those are qualities that I like. And I would love to show that off too. And that's another thing about posting about somebody. If you're going to post about somebody, people would like to be shown off. Yes. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't keep them tucked away in the closet. You know, don't, don't, don't put them in a little box in the attic. Show, show, show them to the world. Yeah, let let the world know that you love this person, like this person, that you like having this person around because they they will reciprocate it in yeah. tenfold. They they people love to be shown up. People might be like, I don't have the ego. I'm not cocky. I'm the, but no. Everybody, Everybody does. Loves to be shown off. Yeah. Everybody loves it. You know, it's it's being a part, being in relationships. The trophy portion of it is definitely great too. It's rewarding, you know, being able to. Just show off the person you love is nice, and them doing the same for you. I know I love being shown off, whether it's you know my aunt, oh my god, my nephew's so great, or it's <laughs> like oh he looks so good, or you yeah, know, it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody loves being shown off, so keep that same energy in in your relationship with you another <laughs> too. Yeah, I mean, mom posts on Facebook like oh look at my son, and then just be like oh all her friends just be commenting like. Yes, yes. Bring it in, bring it in. Yeah, yeah. Give me that. Give me that. My, my power is increasing. <laughs> I mean, oh, sometimes, sometimes your mom don't do it right. She don't execute it, though, right? Like, you know, moms don't always execute the, the way the post should have been. You know? My boy, look how cute he is. You're just supposed to tell, tell him about all the work I've been doing. <laughs> Forget the sentimental. <laughs> but that's what you want to, you really, you really want to do and take take some be prideful be prideful in your relationships um a lot of people quit a lot of things there's jobs that's any anything that people don't love whether it's a relationship their work um their family they quit on them because they don't take pride in them yeah i i i really wouldn't want to give any energy that i um any energy to anything that i don't take pride in because if i'm not taking pride in it then i'm probably not that good at it yeah or it's probably not something that's that great so if the relationship isn't that great, nobody's going to want to take pride in it because, well, what's there to take pride in? I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think of it that, I don't think of it that highly. It's not on a pedestal. So I'm not going to show you off. I'm going to keep you tucked away. I mean, like, so that's um, have pride within your relationships too. 100%. Yeah. And then also with that, just the, on the other side of it, being able to reassure somebody, because I feel like that's also a big thing, being able to reassure somebody that, they do mean the world to you. They do mean as much as you say that they do to you. Oh, yeah. So it's like, even like taking the small amount of time to be like, oh, when you wake up in the morning, good morning, and they're like beautiful, or you see them be like, oh, you look so nice today. No, I miss, I don't know. Just like compliments, <laughs> compliments in general. <laughs> like compliments in general and just like reassuring them that, you are the person that I love because all of these different reasons and being able to not only just say just because of physical attraction, but being like, I love your intelligence and how you think. 
Um, I love how goofy you are. You're making me like laugh, smile, happy. Because mm-hmm. you can say that or it can be seen that you're always laughing together. But actually having somebody vocalize that about you is a different feeling that you get. And I think that everybody, I hope that everybody oh, has yeah. been able to feel that. Like just like compliments and how good they make you feel. So even just mm-hmm. like that five seconds that it takes to give a compliment, even if you're spending like most of your time with the person, enjoying the time, you know that both you guys are enjoying the time those words of reassurance can it can really elevate a relationship just whether i don't know just like in general relationships in general to be honest they don't they don't get said that often too like people think because they're living in the moment of that laughter or that love or the lust or the the passion you know the it, it doesn't always have to be lust but the passion you know you can have whether it's sex, it's dates, it's all that, anything like that. They think because they're living in the moment that it's showing appreciation. But it catches, yeah. it'll catch a girl off guard. It really will. Like, you you know, they're being goofy. And, and you're like, oh, hey, th- thanks for always making me laugh. They were like, what the? Like, oh, or a guy, you know, same thing. Like, people don't expect to, like, like even if it, if it was right after it, like, expect them to say this quickly. Like, you just put me on a spot right now, you know, to get <laughs> someone gets to blushing or something like that. Like, if you're so yeah. quick with it, and just let it, and it, and I wouldn't say do it. Don't do it all the time, because there's a certain unique uniqueness to that. Like that that small little five five word, six word sentence of just saying thank you for this, thank you for that. Don't use it all the time. Yeah. Because then it loses the value it when you say it so much. But when you you, you use it every once in a while, it's a nice that balance. Tip on the shoulder. It's a little bit of confidence walking in there, swagger now. You know they walk yeah. with something. In, they feel appreciated, you know, and and then then they're thinking on it a little bit, and they're like, you know, maybe I should do this for them, or maybe I should <laughs> do this for her, maybe I should yeah. do this for him, like it, and it, and then that's all just create an energy where it's bouncing off of each other the whole time. I said thank you for this, and it felt really heartfelt. Now, you know what? When he goes to work in the morning, I'm gonna go get him, you know, a bacon nugget and cheese. I'm gonna drop it off. He won't even know. Yeah. Not even gonna be expecting it, and then and then she's like, "Oh, she got me food. Dang, I'm gonna get her food after a volleyball game tomorrow." She, she I know she's gonna be hungry, and it just keeps yeah. bouncing off, bouncing off, bouncing off, bouncing off until you guys lose track of how many things that you've done for each other. <laughs> yeah. and you guys, and you you do it so often that it's, like, it's just natural. Now you, yeah, now you've created a routine in a relationship where that's a healthy one too. Yeah, a lot of people lose this, you know, the 30s and 35s and. And they stop doing that. But if you got that energy bouncing off of each other all the time, it'll become such a normal habit, a routine that you can be like, oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> got to get the wife some flowers. You know what I'm about to walk <laughs> in the house. I'm about to strut it, you know. But, and, or, oh, God, it's, it's Saturday. I almost forgot. Oh, I got to wake him up. I got I to gotta bring him breakfast in bed, you know. Almost like, like it's just going to be you've now created these habits that are going to carry all the way throughout your relationship or marriage or whatever it is. And it'll just be endless amounts of energy that it just feels great the whole time. Yeah. And that's like the, all those good habits. That's what I feel like one being able to have it as a habit. It makes it so much easier. It makes it like 10 times easier to just keep on continuing and growing in love and just everything within a relationship. It just makes Mm -hmm. everything easier when you feel appreciated. Oh yeah. But everybody want to be appreciated. Everybody, everybody. And everybody, everybody wants just wants some love. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody that don't want to be appreciated or um, some love or reassured. 
I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get reassured. I'm trying to get appreciated. <laughs> Everybody want it. Okay. Time back into the topic. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons that relationships have taught you that you've maybe that you've tried to learn in some other aspect or some other area, but when you were in a relationship, you actually understood it and you were able to comprehend how that lesson should be applied to your own life. Um, the past relationships I had, there's specifically two of them. Um, biggest lesson from the both of them: love has no timeline. It really does. People, we we have this thing where I'm getting, you know, after a month and we've gone on two dates, I'll ask her to date. I ask her to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and then after uh, six months, maybe I, you know, maybe I'll really start spicing it up. And after a year, maybe I get a promise ring. And then after like, there's no timeline on love. Absolutely not. You can know you love somebody after two weeks of hanging around. Okay. And you can get married after six months. No, I'm not saying do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, not saying right maybe something that quick. Like, yeah. Strongly consider. But you're not wrong to do it either. Um love it. You could be you could love someone after two weeks and then be in love with them after three months. And and it's just like that. It's just the it's just the way it is. Love is not bound by any um time frame not at all yeah from those two relationships that i was in i learned that love has no timeline at all it'll just happen when it happens you can like somebody and it happens when it happens you can and you can fall out of love just as easy too now i don't think it just goes like a switch you know those are feelings that you need to address if something happens like that but 100 yeah. percent, the biggest lesson i've learned is love has no timeline at all yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a big thing. Didn't even think of that, but yeah, very much so. Because you never know what could happen, what like if timing would mess things up, and then also, as you were saying, you could you could meet somebody and instantly click with them, and just right off the bat know this could be something for the long term. This could be something that's gonna be meaningful to me in the future mm-hmm. just because of that like initial interaction you you can't plan for those things you don't just go into a date being like oh yeah this is about to be yep about to go meet so and so this is about to be the most amazing date ever they're my soulmate already know you can't plan for those type of things it just it just happens naturally and all relationships go at different paces maybe you're on the you're talking for an extended period of time but in one relationship but then the next relationship, it takes you a longer time to get to that stage to actually start dating from the talking stage. Or maybe your mm-hmm. next relationship, the talking stage is even shorter. You you can't plan for those types of things. And then also at the end of a relationship, um, like falling out of love, you can't plan for that. And that's not something that no. either person should put blame on themselves for because it's not something that you can really or necessarily control at the same time, even though it hurts. Yeah. Like there's no denying that, but can't put blame on people for anything really in a relationship. As long as there's communication behind it, as long as you're like, as long as you're not like, oh, if you ain't cheating, I don't love you anymore, you and I'm gone. Yeah. As as yeah, I mean, if you as long as you bring it to somebody's attention, and it's not because of an outside force. So if yeah. you're not listening to your friends and they're like, you need to break up with her, you need to break up with her, you need to break up with her. And it's because of reasons that they don't like her or you're cheating on her or she's cheating on you. That's something that could have been controlled. You know? Yeah. 
So you only worry about the things on a day-to-day basis, whether it's in love, life, whatever. Only worry about the things that you control. And I know that y'all people listening, y'all are anxious, so you're not going to listen to me anyways. You, you got anxiety, and I know that you're going to worry about things you can't control anyways. Overthinking. So do your best to only worry about things that you can control. Yeah. Give the rest up to God. <laughs> if you can't control it, give the rest up to God and say, hey, big man. There's an alley-oop. Finish it off. <laughs> That's, uh, it. That's it. I, I say, yeah, love doesn't have a time for mine. You could fall in and out of love at any point in your life. Um, yeah. And it's and, the sad truth of it, but it, it can happen to anybody. It can happen at any point. Genuinely. Like the point that you said about having friends talking about this or that, do you think that having your, at least in today's day and age, everything's put on blast, everything's put on social media, all this yeah. and that. You think that having a, or keeping your relationship private or relationships private has helped you? And would you like advocate for that? Keeping your relationship private, not like well, fully private, of course, like not being like going to Twitter, venting about your feelings or mm-hmm. going to telling all your friends about this or that, about every small argument or whatever. Like, of course, if you need to go get some advice from somebody that you really trust, do that. But like, overall keeping your relationship relatively private do you advocate for that type of thing and why if Um, so i would say yes i advocate for it based at the easiest way to break it down summarize that is going to be the people that need to know know already yeah my friends my family they know they've been introduced they are friends with my girlfriend um the people that I don't care to know, it wouldn't hurt or it wouldn't help me knowing, would know through me showing them off. Um, you know, a post here, or maybe they see us out in public and I'm like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, it's nice seeing you, you know? Or, um, I don't know, creative outlets, my, my art might reflect that person, you know? Or music might reflect that person, photography might reflect that person. Those people, they can see her, through social media and the things that I carry with me. Yeah. And outside of that, everything else should stay private. You, if it's on social, if it's on social media, it should basically be, you know, that you're expressing yourself um, and expressing the love or the likeness that you have for them. Yeah. And anything deeper than that should be discussed, you know, with your family or friends. You know, if there's a problem within the relationship or you just want to try and create this big moment and you need a little assistance. And then, you know, I think you're what you do with your body and what you do, your arguments and um, the basic things that you should probably keep private, keep them private. Yeah. Show off your significant other all you want. Ask for advice from the people you trust. Everything else, keep it private having your relationship in the spotlight 24 7 doesn't it really doesn't do anything for you besides maybe exhaust the relationship yeah Um, childish as it sounds if you're always posting about that person the other person might be like he has any hoes or vice versa maybe she's posting me so much because she doesn't want me to think that he's got other guys on the side she's got other guys on the side so you know be moderate within your relationship console friends and family um show them off yes but keep the remainder of your relationship private because it's it's your relationship only show the world what you want the world to see but also advocate a little bit 
So not so the things that you do keep private, it's okay to be like, why you guys only see my relationship as this happy, joyous thing. We do argue. Yeah. We fight. You know, we relationships go through things. We it's not just a perfect thing. Have ups and downs. Yeah. So advocate for that and don't make it seem like this Instagram relationship because then that creates a false image for younger generations or your friends or anybody anybody that might come across it if i you know if you follow me for a year and you see me post my relationship for a whole year and it looks nothing but good and then you find out that you know i got in like our relationship ended so badly that i had to go to therapy and you're like yeah you never would have known like then and maybe that person could have helped you and talked to you so your relationship didn't end so badly or didn't you know fall so heavy on your mental health or something like that so make sure that if you're in a relationship don't obviously don't intentionally start an argument or a fight but don't make your relationship seem like it's all rainbows and sunshine if it's not always all rainbows and sunshine yeah i feel like that's one of the things with social media oh yeah social media is an awful awful thing for love and and tiktoks and these videos and all these different things that idolize the idea of love and love is it's it's it's, and the best way possible like the best word to describe chaos love is chaotic it really is and the word chaotic for a reason because it's it's almost like like the sun you'll never know what to expect from the sun like it's always going to be like a certain temperature something like that like there's always going to be a certain consistency to the sun yeah but there might be like a wave of fire that just flows out in a random direction you're like oh i just got burned and like it could be <laughs> bad in a relationship like, yeah. it could be bad love you just got burned from it or it could be something beautiful like the sunshine every day that wakes us up so like it that's what i mean by like love being chaotic it, it's good and bad you you know there's so many var- variables that are in it and you're never going to be able to control it it's a uh, that kind of leads into like whether love is a feeling or not so earlier you mentioned to me saying that you feel like love is not a feeling. Um, right. So how do you, how do you explain, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What do you mean um, by that? Explaining love is not a feeling um, to me, the way I've thought about it is I tried to figure out what love was for so long as a feeling. And I couldn't figure that out. Because how one person makes you feel because you love them and how another person makes you feel because you love them could be two separate Two different totally different things, yeah. Two totally different things. So how would love be one specific feeling, one, like one select thing? How would it just be one feeling? It's not a singular, like it's not, love is not linear at all. Yeah. It, it can't be because there's ups and downs to relationships and family and friends and significant others. So love in no way, shape or form could be um, linear. But the emotion, love people identify the feeling of love as the emotions that are surrounding surrounding it. So they'll say love is happiness because love makes them happy. Or someone that's constantly been broken up with and treated wrong in relationships would say love is sadness. It's despair because that's all they've ever known love to be was heartbreak. So love could be different for every single person. And with that being said, if love, if it's so hard to identify love as a feeling because it's not linear and it's more so the emotions around it yeah. and that's how people describe it then love isn't a feeling love is what you do in spite of what others do 
So if you make me feel some type of way, you know, if a girl makes me feel some type of way, um, she makes me feel great all the time. I'm going to show her love back by making her feel great all the time. If I get constantly treated like crap by my parents and that's the love, the love quote unquote that they give me, then I'm never going to want to be home. I'm never going to want to talk to them. I don't, I don't. So love can't be linear. It exists as the emotions around it. And it's just something love a hundred percent is what, what I do because of what somebody else did. It's a hundred percent love you do what you do in spite of others and that's what love is that's what i think love is at least that's crazy as in like in a, when you, it, that's, it, a thought, to, that's a thought-provoking way of thinking about it which i understand at the same time your mind to. What, do, what do you think love is do you, um, do you think it's a feeling after, i mean i've always been me giving you that knowledge of how i think of it and then your own knowledge of what you think of it and your own experiences compare it to it and see what you think of it I always thought of love, I guess how I was grown up and taught it, um, as it being this feeling that you just know in a way <laughs> that makes you want to be like nice and care for somebody despite anything, I guess. Um, but after what you said, I understand what you said. So it's like it's like it's uh, it's something that is so right in front of you it's like something that's hiding in plain sight yeah and it's like for but then with love and how it makes you feel i feel like the same thing can be equated to happiness but then i don't know what are feelings um but <laughs> like because <laughs> it's like happiness can be equated to the same thing it's everybody has a different perspective on what happiness truly is and what it brings you so it's like but at the same time it's difficult no is happy a feeling or is happy an emotion i feel like happiness feel is like happy, a, it's like i had this on one of my past podcasts like happiness versus joy i feel like joy is a state of being and i feel like happiness is like a emotion in a way like you can feel happy but joy is something that's constant that's a state of being and I feel like love, everybody has different perspectives on everything, but I feel like it's sort of the thing more equated to like how joy is in my head, as opposed to happiness, how you can just feel happy in a moment. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like love is something that's love. more constant. Yeah, 100%, 100%. You can like, love at um, any point in a day from anybody. Yeah. And then you're like, is love a feeling? And then, then when you think of it deeper, you're like, well, it could be the emotion around it. So, like, it's kind of, like, probably, like, two sides of the same coin type deal. Yeah. And also, like, for, I guess, love in general, there are, like, different mm, magnitudes of love that you can feel. Because you can say you love one person, but it'd be a totally different way that you love another person. You could love somebody as a friend platonically, but then you can also love somebody else in a more romantic way. You could love somebody because of something that they did but all those three things are on different scales are all on different magnitudes from each other but they're the all general same feeling bringing you the same feeling and emotion um yeah and also one thing about love that i truly believe is that if you ever truly love somebody that that feeling doesn't just go away 
Oh no. I feel like it can be like in a way forgot about over time, but if you truly love somebody, I don't think that that feeling can go away. I feel like it's something that's going to be, of course, maybe not the same intensity, but you'll still have that. You don't want to see anything wrong happen to them. You also, you always want the better for them. Even if things go off, however they go off, however they end or however the relationship, whether it's a friendship or romantic relationship, how they end, you still want the best for them. You still love them. You would still be there for them for anything. So all that to say, I don't know what love is. I just know that love uh, makes me happy or gives me happiness and joy. And I feel like that's the same way how you were saying, um, you trust everybody. I try and treat everybody as if I love them, which one, like one of the things when I was growing up and even now, like, I don't say love, like anything. Like I, I don't say like, I love playing Xbox or I love this person. Or I love that person. Like, just like in the moment, I don't know why. Cause it's just been like a sacred reserved word for me, oh, yeah, I guess. Me that oh, was yeah. always like either significant other or family. And that's basically it. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, I'm starting to learn. You can love in different ways for different things, different people in different ways. Um, Oh no. So what it's, do you think what do you think holds the most intensity then? Do you think love with a significant other, a friend or a family member? Would or I guess it would be better to say in your experiences in loving somebody else, um, your family member or your friends, which one have you held dearest to you? So I've been in one relationship before. That relationship was three years. Um I would say Mm. Remember, your mom gonna be listening. <laughs> like, you don't love me, boy. <laughs> I feel like. Let's see. Family, but not like, but not like family as a whole. Because I love different family members for different reasons. I also don't feel too well about some family members just because of reasons. Yeah. Just because you're saying blood to somebody does not mean that you have to excuse everything that they do. Like they're a perfect person. Um, of course, forgiveness, forgiveness is good. I mean, don't let it be taxing on your mind, but I feel like family specifically, I feel like the family members I love the most are my little brother and little sister, because those are the people that are like, no matter what happens in this world, as long as they're good, that makes me happy. I want to be the best example to them. I want to show them that even though we grow up in this world that's insanely crazy in a bad way, um, that there's also good in this world that most people in my mind, at least are good. Um, and there are so many things that can make you happy, can bring you joy, can show that people do love you despite what uh, some bad person may try and throw your way. Um, but I would say my siblings, um, Parents, of course, um, the person I was in a relationship with three years, her as well, and also specific friends along the way. That it's just all subjective. Yeah, it's all like it really it's is. all in different it's all ways. Subjective. It is because, like, for for in the moment, 
I guarantee you there was a point that uh, the woman that you were in a relationship with, you loved her more than you loved your siblings and you loved her more than you uh, loved your mom and dad, 100 yeah. percent, because there was there was so much uh, there's the affection level there that you get yeah. and it's rewarding. And then that's another siblings, depth of love that you get. Yeah, it's another. Yeah, it's another depth of love. So that it's so it's it's hard to scale that, too, because it's so subjective to my nephew. And it's also really weird. Right. My nephew's only three years old. My mom and my grandparents have taken care of me my whole life, 22 years. I've known him for three years, love him more, and I would save his life over every one of those. But why? I've only known him yeah. for three years. I'm a, <laughs> he ain't done nothing for me. I, he don't take care of me. He, so, yeah. so it's like confusing that, you know, love works in such a weird way, you know? Um, my nephew, I've only known for three years and I've been taken care of for 22 by other people that are much older than me. They've given me endless amounts of love. But why am I choosing him as number one? Yeah. Well, the one it has to play into, you know, I, uh, um, my fraternal instinct. Um, I, I, I can't wait, wait. I mean, I can wait, but I can't wait. To be a father. <laughs> no, I, don't, I know exactly what you mean. I can't wait, but <laughs> and then and then it's the protective instinct too. Like, um, you know, almost you can't almost look at like even as my nephew, I look at him basically like a little brother. You know, I'm just, I pick on him, uh, <laughs> take care of him, I do it, and so like. I put him up at, you know, number one. And then the um, women that I have been in my past two relationships with, 100%, I probably love them more than, well, my nephew wasn't alive for the first one. Like, he wasn't yeah. born yet. And it's so, like, I probably just loved her the most. And then um, the second one, that, that one is, uh, that's like, a, eh, like, mm, my, the, the, some days probably love my nephew more, some days probably loved her more. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, um, it's tricky it's, one though. Love I was about to say it's hard to subjective. It's hard to put on a scale because it's like yeah. That's why I say it's not linear. It's like the it's love is so you can't put you can't put that on a straight line and tell me that this is exactly how love's supposed to be. It makes you feel this way. This is the feeling that it gives you. There's no way to do that. Yeah, because there's like my so my the person I was in a past relationship, my siblings and my parents. They're all like they're all peak, but they also fluctuate. But I know that for sure, those five are the top for me. So it was yeah. like, I don't know. And the love that my parents have for each other, that's what, that's like what I look for in Ooh. like love in general. That is a good point because you see that as you've seen them fight. You see them yeah. argue. You've seen them shoot you've probably seen your mom just almost want to throw a vase at him she's got him so <laughs> angry and you've seen him just want to pull his hair out because she's making him so angry before and that's you know a relationship that has its ups and downs and it has some love and it's actual love and stuff like that and what i dislike and what was something that bothered me when i was at a young age was this instagram hollywood like movie filter that they have on the idea of love where you're supposed to feel it's a it's a very weird concept these movies that you watch and these and these people that you see post about their relationships and and all this that and the third makes it seem like you're supposed to be madly in love and intensely in love and love them fiercely 24 7 yeah i mean you know how exhausting that would be on the body if you were actually supposed to love somebody as much as like a burning flame and that's in my for my mind i couldn't wrap my head around why my relationships why I didn't feel like that all the time. All the time, yeah. 
And that's and what you're subjected to. So it changes your perspective on us. So. And, and it came to be one of those things in the back of my head that ruined one of the relationships that I was in because I was so subjective to, I should love you so hard 24 seven that when I wasn't able to accomplish that, I thought I had failed. So I thought I did something wrong. So then it just went yeah. from negative thought to negative thought to negative thought to eventually me being irritated, agitated in argument breaking up, getting back together, break up, blah, 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 you know, and it, and, it, and it was such a toxic way of thinking it because I just looked at it as love as with, with a filter on. And yeah. that's, that's not at all what it is. They don't not at all. Love. <laughs> <laughs> they don't filter our love at all. So it, so it made me try to chase this unattainable feeling, quote unquote, and it, um, and it just made it so unattainable for me to actually get love until I got past it. Now I'm pet, and that only recently happened. Okay, yeah. <laughs> only, that only recent, like I've only recent, like I'm, I would say I get pretty good relationship advice, and and yeah. I'm, that's I'm, why you want here right now. Yes, <laughs> hey, hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We we the love doctors. <laughs> but but uh, that's uh, like I give I I I've helped my friends in so many scenarios with their relationships, and I've seen them grow within love. I'm seeing seeing them fail within love. I've failed within love. I've grown within love. And through all of those, I finally learned like really, really, really the biggest thing that I needed to learn. And it was that love has no timeline. And then that love is not in that intense feeling that you feel 24 seven. Once I yeah. finally learned that, oh, there ain't nothing that can stop me. Yeah. <laughs> now I can, I can give that intense feeling 24 seven. Well, not necessarily 24 seven, but I can create it for the people around me. So friends, I can, I can, I can give that, give them that feeling like, 90% of the time it's it's easy for me to support them in a way like that but to do it with a yeah. significant other is so exhausting and I thought that's, I that's a totally another dynamic to do. yeah I thought I was supposed to be doing that 24 7 I wasn't I had this bad idea <laughs> in my head that was created from these movies that I love I love me some romance movies. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I love them, but, but they they did not help my mind. And then these relationships I've seen on social media and these ideas that I thought were supposed to be how a relationship was, and they weren't. And it came back to bite me in the butt for one of my relationships. So now I've learned. Shout out to the, the, the ex, really cool person. Um, helped me to understand that. Great communication. Well, yeah, I'd say the communication that helped me to learn a lot. So the communication helped um, that, and that was that was just all cool. Really, really, to be able to, um, even though we aren't together, to be able to experience that and have it benefit me in a way that I can carry into a next relationship and yeah. create good, healthy habits. And that's something that getting out of a relationship, you can look back on it retrospectively and see what you could improve on, where what aspects needed to grow, like. Mm -hmm you can grow in yourself all those different lessons that are learned from being in a relationship. You learn a whole bunch. And then after the relationship, you learn 10 times more than you even thought that you did. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. it's just, it's like a cycle of things. Um, and how do you kind of relate to this? How do your morals and values play into how you move within your relationships or through like, honestly, in interactions in general like how do your um, morals and values play for the people that know me personally they know i'm a very trustworthy and loyal person i'm going to trust you wholeheartedly i will 
and and I won't make you pay for it if you break it. Like that's just we're too old to be getting be this petty. We're too old to be yeah, doing like, that's childish. games. Just try to try to understand why they did what they did, and if you can't, try to have them under explain to you why they did what they did. And if you guys can't come to a middle ground, then exit each other's lives, whether it's relationship or friendship. But trust yeah. and loyalty, because me, I'm a spontaneous person. So if you trust me wholeheartedly, I'm probably gonna like, or trust me enough, I'm probably going to do something spontaneous that is going to be very exciting for you. Whether it's a girlfriend, I'm gonna go out of my way to create this big extravagant day, or yeah. to get you a kind of subtle surprise or something like that. If you trust me, then it's gonna be it'll be great for you. And if you show me your loyalty, it's even better. Loyalty, you know, hey, it's the you know, sometimes water can be pretty thick. You know, sometimes it's thicker, thicker than blood. It might even be thicker than blood sometimes. So show me, show me your loyalty and give me your trust. You know, and those, but I mean, those two are hand in hand. I, I um, and I never cheat. Never cheat. Yeah. Cheating is a. Um, that's one thing. Heck no. That's a deal breaker. I can a hundred percent in my soul. And my body, my mind, all that had, and I can say I've never cheated. I have, I can own up to the fact that I had talked to multiple women at once. Um, I was not, and I can own up to the fact that I was not dating a person and we weren't exclusive and I entertained ideas, but I have never cheated on a person while dating. I've never, yeah. and I never will. That's something that you would never catch me doing that. I would never look that stupid. I would never make anybody look that stupid. I, and I would never break anybody's trust like that. Cheating is not for me. I won't do it. And honestly, if you're one of my friends and I catch you cheating, I'm snitching. I don't care. No cap. <laughs> I do not care. It don't matter. <laughs> because if that was your girl, that was my friend. So yeah. now you hurt my friend because of your own whatever's going on in your head that you thought it was okay to cheat. I'm a snitch on you. That's not right. And that should be every man, honestly, or every woman too. If, they, if you're friends with a significant other, Snitch on them. Do it. Save them the heartbreak, please. Do yes. It, okay. Don't nobody want to. Don't nobody. Would you want to be cheated on? No. Is it your place to tell that? Tell that significant other that um that you were cheating on them, or that they were getting cheated on? No. But should you do it morally? Yes. So do what you gotta do. I'm not gonna cheat, <laughs> but I'm a snitch if somebody does cheat. <laughs> Simple as that, bro. I won't watch <laughs> other people get hurt because of that. Like you put your trust in them and you misguided them down a long path and 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 you and created these beautiful ideas of such a strong and passionate emotion and and all the emotions that follow it and you really just chewed it up and spit it out in their face. You playing them. I, I, I feel like it's something I don't even know if it's like more prevalent today or if we're just seeing it now. Like people make it a game and it ain't a game. It's like it doesn't even make any sense how you could do that in my head. Oh yeah, no, it don't it don't add up because you know how much energy it takes to like I've had friends that I've talked to and they cheated on and they were like, I won't ever cheat again. And I'm like, why won't it? And they're like, Do you know how much energy it actually takes to cheat and not get caught? And I'm like, No, I don't, because I haven't cheated. So you know what? Educate me. Educate me on the subject. And they're like, Well, you might have to go out of your way to change your contact name, or you might have to go out of the way to, you know, 
say your phone, your phone died and turn your phone off. So, you know, your location's off or, yeah. or you, you know, it actually pops up as green text messages if you want an iPhone and stuff like there's so and, then, and he just goes on explaining step after step after step after step and I'm like look you just basically handed me a, a Ned's um declassified survival guide <laughs> on how to cheat oh, what neat. you need to do is you need to go get you know reform okay get your so morals you know, values and everything in check because there's no need no, to be doing all that there's no need at all um you waste it and that, that's another big thing I don't want to waste your time. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. On, if we're talking and we're having a relationship, it doesn't, doesn't matter if we're exclusive or not. But if Communicate. You honesty, just, just be honest with me up front. So if, if, if you're talking to somebody else, but you're saying you want to talk to me too, okay, that's fine. We're not exclusive. But I'm going to let you know from the jump, you know, or not even for the jump, maybe like a weekend, two weeks in, like I'm really starting to like and enjoy your attention. Like I want to, I want it more often and I want it just for me. Yeah. Let them know. Just be honest that you want to be exclusive. You want you to be straight up. Because otherwise, it might not work out like that. On the off chance, you know that. And if they like you that much, for you to say that, like for you to say that, if it doesn't feel bold to say that, then that means they probably already like you too. Yeah. But if it feels bold, like you feel a little shaky about it, and you're like, oh, I don't know if they have another person, like you're a little scared of it, then you're just gonna have to be bite the bullet and be honest. Yeah. Because if you if you want, there's a good chance that. You know, you might not get what you want. You, Kobe Bryant, was it Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? One of them was like, you miss 100% of the shots. That you shots you don't take, yeah. Yeah. So shoot, shoot a goal, shoot. <laughs> shoot a shot. Because <laughs> if you think a girl's pretty, you're probably not the only girl guy that thinks a girl's pretty. And if you think yep. a guy's cute, you're probably not the only girl that thinks a guy's cute. Somebody you never know. Thing, looking at the same person thinking like, dang, they're single, I'm going to shoot my shot. So let them know that you want to be exclusive if you want to be exclusive. And if Facts. you find being a bench player, ride out the bench. Then. <laughs> if you want to be a bench player, man, ride out the bench. But, you know, don't, don't cheat on people and just build that trust. I, I love the trust and loyalty. Trust and loyalty is a big thing for me. What's that thing 21 Savage said? What is that lyric? Listen to the 21 Savage. What is that lyric? That lyric. I, I remember some kid used it in his, like, in I'm school sorry. for, like, a poem contest. A po- oh, uh, I know what, what is it talking about? It was like a vine or something. Like they made it into a TikTok, and he was like, "Uh, oh my yeah." God, I'd rather have loyalty than love because love really don't mean jack. See, love is just a feeling. You can love somebody and still stab them in their back. It don't take uh-huh. much to love. You can love somebody just by being attached. See, loyalty is an action. You can love or hate me and still have my back. Facts. Uh-huh. Yeah, 21 yeah. Savage Ball Without You. No copyright. Please okay. don't hit me with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, but he's really, trust a little too big. Um, they a foundation for my relationships, at least. Um, I got a lot of people that I would lay my life down because I love them. My friend Christian, um, 100%. That's, that's no hesitation. If I had to take a bullet for him, I'm going to be mad that I took the bullet, but I'm going to take it for him. <laughs> like, yeah, really, you really made me do this like I got shot bro you better make sure I get to the hospital bro because I ain't <laughs> okay. getting up to take another one for you <laughs> like I love him I love him like a brother he's been a friend um, I think like 12 years now 13 years something like that you know we've been we've been friends for a long time so love him and would take a bullet from him in a heartbeat 
it would it, it, it would probably get rid of my heartbeat too. <laughs> if, you shoot at the, if you shoot at the right area. <laughs> and I have uh, the utmost trust with him and the utmost loyalty. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about him for a second talking yeah. behind my back. I don't have to worry about him trying to mack it. Well, he's in a relationship, so he wouldn't. But I don't have to worry about him trying to mack at any girl that I want. Or I, there's yeah. no none of that. I never have I ever had to worry about that. So with solid, that's something that's good for me. You know, good, and that's that's the foundation of our friendship: trust and loyalty, right there. Um, what are some, um, what did you say? You go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, I was about to ask you. No, you got it, you got it. You go and then okay, I'll ask well, you a question. With, with, with love, though, too, with love, though, too, I'm not going to lie. Everybody's got their own preferences. Some, you know, black men might like white women. White women might like black men. Spanish men might like Asian women, whatever it is, okay? Don't be afraid to love your own preference, too, because yeah. you're allowed to love your own preference. I, you know, I know plenty of men that love white women. I know plenty. I love white women. <laughs> I'm not going I do. Now, I ain't going to discriminate against, um, discriminate against heavy women, but I do love it. And you're also, that goes into playing the product of your, uh, your product of the environment you was raised in. Yeah. Um, predominantly white people in the area I live in, predominantly white people at the school I went to, um, most of my household is white. <laughs> so, you know, um, I see this every single day, and you, you get to like it. You yeah. Do. And you see, you see certain things, you start to like it. It's not always, you're not always going to be a product of the environment, but don't be afraid to love your preferences. Love, you know, brunette women, um, girls with box braids. Um, Everybody got their type. Noxious girls, um, quiet, shy girls, timid girls. Don't, and the same for guys, you know, uh, loud or like chunky guys, you know, you you fluffy teddy bear type thing, yeah. or <laughs> the dad muscular buds. ones. So yeah, like any love, love your preference, okay? Because that's a part of love too. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. You really just love what you. If you love it, go chase it. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna get me. I I'm not gonna get me a cup of yogurt that tastes like banana when I want strawberry <laughs> the whole time. It don't yeah. make no sense. If I love the strawberry flavor, give me the strawberry flavor right now. What's yeah. wrong with the waste my time with the banana yogurt? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, love love your preferences and chase after your preferences too. Yes. Yes. Um. The so last question I have, red flags has now like blown up. So mm. <laughs> what is your what is a red flag in a friendship? And then what is a red flag for you in a romantic relationship that you see? And that's like, that's pretty much, it's a red flag in your mind, um, or your opinion. Red flag in friendship is lack of accountability. And it doesn't even have to be with me. Like I'm friends with you and you could, and I, and it doesn't have to be something I'm trying to hold you accountable for. It could be an argument you got with another friend. And I know that other friend is right and you're wrong and you're not taking accountability for that. And I can see it as a red flag. And usually yeah. a lack of accountability will lead into manipulation. So if you're not going to take accountability for your actions, you're going to try and flip the script and play a victim and manipulate it. So lack that of accountability right. is normally the big one for me in French. Relationships. Um, I would say I don't really. I honestly, God, I don't deal with toxic women. 
and not that I'd like specifically make sure to get out of like not deal with toxic women. Yeah. Even the even the and it's hard to me to think of this too because the last two women I was in a relationship with, whether they like me or not, I still hold them to a high standard because looking back on it, I only care to look for the good memories. I know that they might have been at fault of the relationship or I'm in a bit at fault at the relationship, you know, at the end of it, like, or I could have done something bad. They could have done something bad. And I acknowledge it. I take accountability for what's my fault and they take accountability for what's their fault. But I still look at them as great people still got love for them. You know, I love them at some yeah. point. So I still love and hope that they're doing great. Um, and that's so I can't say that I've really had a lot of red flags to deal with, but I would say the biggest one that comes to mind is a significant other that tries to either push their, their own morals onto you or ideas, ideals, stuff like that. Or I guess it'd be easier to say someone that tries to change you. Yeah. In a bad way. Someone that can help you develop and grow. And then there's someone that changes you to the way they want you. Yeah. So growth is great. You know, we want growth. We want, you know, development. We want that. Um, but just changing you is no, no. Um, and I've had in my relationship, in my past relationship, I probably tried to change her on something. She probably tried to change me on something. And the one before that, same thing. Probably the tried same to thing. Her. She probably tried to change me. It's something that we do as human beings naturally because you're used to doing it in a certain way and, you're, and you think and you, you suggest that you should do it this way. And then it becomes a little bit more, then it becomes passive aggressive suggestion. Yeah. Then it just becomes an aggressive suggestion. And then, then it becomes a reason for you disliking them a lot. And then it may become a reason for you hating them. Something as small as that, that could have been fixed with open communication yeah. instead of trying to change it. So Back to that communication thing from the jump. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly the, open creation, the communication from the jump will help. But uh, if you, I'd say someone that tries to change you in your, um, in a romantic relationship would be a red flag for me. And then in a friendship, it would be lack of accountability. I like that. I like that. All right. That's, T. The, that's the easiest way. To, easiest. Way. <laughs> but what about you? What are you, what are you two red flags? What are you, what's your romantic one? And then what's your friendship? Let's see. Mm. The friendship one. I was going to say the same thing as you. Um, accountability. And, and that, it's literally like the exact same thing as you said, even if it's not affecting me personally, if I see that you can't take accountability in a situation, I see a pattern. That's not something that I'm going to just be waiting around for. Mm -hmm. um, I'll try and help you on it. But if I'm not seeing the progress or there's a difference between not seeing the progress, it's more so not seeing the commitment to want to change something that you should. Um, mm -hmm. So the accountability piece for just the, friendships and then for romantic relationships i would say hmm. it's hard to think of them honestly because i know your past relationship you still hold that person highly too yeah so it's like so, so you think of them as a good person i think of my past relationships as those two people as good people um they they aren't bad people they might have bad moments but they're not bad people so it's hard to think of a red flag and it's hard because you don't most of the time, red flags, you don't realize them when they're happening. Yeah. It's not until after that you realize the red flag. Yeah. Your friends will be in your ear the whole time. They're manipulating you. They're manipulating <laughs> you. They're manipulating you. Like, what do you mean? No, they're just, they just need a ride to work. And what? <laughs> like, or they just need this. They just need that. And you try to 
justify it. And Thanks. so it's hard to realize, recognize red flags sometimes too. I would um, say for not, it didn't happen in my last relationship, but I would say a red flag that has turned me away um, from a person. Um, like if it's in pursuit of a romantic relationship, I would say not again, not relating specifically to me, but if I see that other people can't trust you or that you're not being loyal to other people, whether it's in a past relationship, um, mm -hmm. past friendship, or you were entrusted to do something and then you weren't delivering on it, just anything dealing with loyalty and trust and seeing you break that to somebody else. What does it change if it's me? Oh, yeah. So it's like, a lot yeah, I feel people, like that. A lot of people get into that, too, because, uh, like, it's crazy to me that people, like, let's say I'm in a relationship with a Adriana, and Adriana cheats on me and goes to the relationship. We break up, and now she's in a relationship with that new guy. Why is that new guy not thinking that, wait a minute, she cheated on him? What's going to stop her from cheating What's about on the me? Yeah. yeah, like, like, I, and so it's like, why, why don't, and people don't think about that because they're like, I got the girl, I got the guy, you know, I'm a change my relationship. Yeah, like, and maybe, maybe they will, you know, you love them and, and you now have them, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, of course, but, and people won't ever think that, why won't they cheat on me? Not in the moment. Nobody's going to think about that. But yeah. It's one of those things, like, why won't they do, you know, uh, so it's hard. It, but like loyalty, I, I like that one. I like the loyalty one and the friendship one. That one, I mean, that makes sense. I really feel like that should be a red flag for everybody. And I hope yeah. everybody takes that, take that as a red flag. You know, you guys might have different red flags for me, for, um, from me and from him. But uh, definitely take those red flags. I don't, I'm not gonna say look for them because God, you might, you know, you might just start mental. Yeah, I was like, you just about to be trying to find some. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be looking to start a problem and start an argument and kick them out of your life. So don't go looking for red flags. But if they pop up, try to recognize red flags and address them. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to give yourself hell. Nice. Mm -mm. Find it's love somehow. Find love somehow. But that's like the, that's the moral of the story. Find love somehow. We, um, we went on a tangent sometimes, but yeah, we, there, was, there was a little bit of trust in there, a little bit of love. What is the feeling of love and everything like that? I mean, basically, basically, honestly, at the end of the day, the advice I would give everybody, whether you get hurt or not, every day, love harder, love 1% better. Um, and if you don't, try loving 1% better every day. If you did not successfully love 1% better, you still tried. So you know what fails. Yeah. So learn you, from the failure. You, yeah. Either do the successful 1% or learn from your failure. But no matter what, I love harder in every aspect of life. And that doesn't mean, you know, every single day, make sure that you reassure someone that you love them. But just you'll know when you know, not even in relationships or family and friends. Like it doesn't have to be specifically in those, but do your best to love more love more strangers love more family love more friends love one specific person don't love like when it gets a relationship don't love more than one <laughs> unless you're like that polygamy or whatever it is yeah whatever it is that's fine yeah yeah if you're in an open relationship and y'all are all cool with that do that but don't but let's stick to just one person <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but love more 
and love hard. That's that's a hundred percent. I live by that every day. Love more and love harder. And um, if you're looking for a lot of people fail to realize their passions and they think that they're looking for some reason to get up every day and everything. I'm me as a person, I'm driven by love a hundred percent every single day. I get excited thinking about my nephew when I'm at work and I get to come home and see him. Um, and it doesn't have to be a significant other because a lot of us aren't in relationships and a lot of us yeah. are in relationships. Don't get sad that you're not in one. Just know it's not your time yet. Thanks. Um, and don't be, you know, don't be, don't be scared to get, you know, as soon as love comes your way, if it's organic, accept it, accept it for everything that it is. And don't deny love when it comes your way, really just accept it. Cause it's just, Love is such a beautiful thing. I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> all day it long. It truly is. I, lo- I love love. I love talking <laughs> about it. I love the way, I love the way um, it makes you feel. My nephew and my family and music and, you know, loving the specific artists or, or even just love music in general. But it's, all of it is so great. It really is. And there's bad to it and there's good to it. It's the yin and yang of it. Um, so love cautiously love more and love harder we love it <laughs> we love it so <laughs> so i end off every episode with a tradition got two questions the first one what are three things that you live by or your three keys to life mm, three things that i live by okay um well a hundred percent be a nuisance to somebody <laughs> be goofy be and i mean that in in a very sweet and um playful manner be goofy with somebody every single day and if you can't yeah. it's okay but be goofy as as much as you can it'll make life a hell of a lot better um second one would probably be you know love more love hard yeah I, I, because i every day of my life i try to just carry myself with love in every aspect of it now i don't always achieve it but (laughs) it's definitely a driving factor because um like i could work a 30k you know 30k a year job if i was with the person i love my whole life so even something as bad as like a you don't get paid enough and you got a dead-end job and your boss is awful but i get to go home with my significant other yeah i get to go to home no family so it's ups and downs to everything um be goofy love more and the third one um three keys to life health is wealth take care of your body and your body will take care of you physical and mental yep physical um, and mental physical and mental. work on them both honestly get a therapist everybody should have a therapist i agree wholeheartedly uh, get a therapist <laughs> before you feel like you need one yeah yeah because you when when you need one they're gonna be like oh that's crazy you know yeah. Aren't you glad you're here? <laughs> You've been paying for me all this time, but for real, um, be goofy, love more, and uh, health as well. So take care of your mental and take care of your physical. Um, if you're spiritual, take care of your spiritual. Yeah. Um, if you're astrological, you believe in the signs. I don't know if you can do whatever you do. Take care of it too. <laughs> do whatever you do. Light a candle, light a candle, and rub some rocks together or something. I don't know, but take care of all aspects of your health and so sure, um, for sure and those are, i would say those are my three keys to life and the second question if you could have a conversation with a 12 year old you so like about to get ready to go to high school what would it be about and what advice would you give and why 12 year old me 
Twelve year old Tyler. Twelve year old Tyler. What um, advice do you need? What advice would he need? Oh God, my first obvious answer would, you know, like every other person's answer would be either some way to make their finances increase immediately and make it so their family's well off. My other answer would be to make the relationship that I failed the first time in or even the second time in to do it correctly. Um, yeah. Those would be the, those would be the first two obvious ones, but those wouldn't help me in the long run. Um, they wouldn't help 12 year old Tyler because they would just fix a problem and probably it would create another. My love life would probably be amazing with that person. Let's say we go off and get married. But where I just got rid of one problem, I've created some other problem somewhere else on my timeline, probably. Yeah. So I would say knowledge is power. I would give um, as much knowledge as I could to a um, to the twelve year old me as, I, as much as I could within health, within finance, and within love. I would give as much knowledge as I could. I would be as vague as possible so they didn't automatically assume that I got my heart broken or I struggled with money or, you know, I got really obese or something or, you know, got some type of sickness in my body and it made it hard for us to live when I was like 21 years old. But I would give them as, you know, I I would just be vague and give them all the general knowledge I could about those three topics. And basically... Um, always give them the mindset that they're going to be okay no matter what. Yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, 12 year old me was a trip. <laughs> it was a trip, though. He, need, he, he needed some help. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and being a dope friend as well. No, we haven't talked in a while, but it's been great catching up with you as well. Um, anything that you would like to promote, shameless plugs, things you have going on that you'd like to say something about or last words that you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, last words to leave the audience with. Um, hey, yo, audience, next time I'm on here, I'm going to have me a fine little girl. I'm going like to <laughs> you know, have me a shawty. She's going to be pretty, attractive, and goofy, all that I need. I will. I promise you that. We work on it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we work on it. But on a real note, um, Everybody take care of your family, take care of your health, love a little more, dance a little more, laugh more, smile more, um, hug your parents, hug your dogs, hug your animals, hug your friends. Just spread that love, connect with more people, and just have a, a remarkable new year that we're into. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again. Be on the lookout for more episodes and also stay tuned for all the special guests that I'll have on in the future. I'll continue to have amazing conversations with incredibly dope people that I've met throughout my many adventures through life. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at through Jeremiah's eyes for updates and more content. It would also be amazing if you could also like share and subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss an episode and we can continue to grow this community. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode for another look through my eyes. See you soon and happy Valentine's Day to you all as well.